Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's important to keep in mind that if we do not implement ESG metrics and sustainable development goals um, across our supply chain, our businesses can also fail long term. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm talking about the link between sustainability and business performance. I'm really excited to talk about this um, because it's one of the topics in sustainability that I'm really passionate about and I find is super important. And sometimes I feel like it's one of the least spoken about things is how sustainability can actually equate to business performance and profits. And it's not just a, um, a marketing scheme or something that is nice to have. Um, it has real material impact in businesses. And I'm really excited to get to talk about that today and share some of that information with you guys. So what we're going to talk about is we're going to go through some facts and stats about the link between sustainability and profitability. And then we're going to go through why isn't it working. And then we're going to talk about what you can do, both as a brand and as a consumer. The truth is, Sustainability is more profitable than keeping business as usual, but it requires people to think out of the box and create new innovative ways of doing things. We've already seen catastrophic social and environmental effects in Ghana, Bangladesh, India, China, Thailand, and other countries where water scarcity, biodiversity loss, chemical pollution, and other problems are rampant, destroying our environment and the people working in the fashion industry. These are real issues that could literally put us out of business in weeks if left unchecked. Think about it. To make one t-shirt, just one t-shirt, you need around 2,700 liters of water. That's enough for one person to drink for 900 days. One, just think about the mass of water that is used. And also think about water scarcity becomes a real problem and we no longer have water to um, keep the industry operational, then we don't have a business to rely on anymore. So the real question here is why not invest in sustainable business? I believe that sustainability and purpose-driven businesses will drive your brand to the top and is more financially viable if you want a successful long-term business. When you implement sustainability into your business practices, it's very different than implementing marketing strategy. It's different than implementing a sales strategy. When you implement those strategies, you're looking to make immediate returns within a quarter or two. But sustainability is a little bit different, and the way that you measure sustainability is also different compared to the way that you measure sales and marketing and all that other stuff. And I know most of you are probably a bit skeptical on the link between business performance and sustainability. So I've compiled a bunch of research to prove it. This episode is heavily referencing reports and studies by MIT, McKinsey, and Harvard. Specifically, a lot of the statistics I'm using are coming from a report called Profits with Purpose from McKinsey. The research I've compiled is extensive, so I won't go too far in detail of all of the reports and all of the stats that I found because 
there are many. So I'll link all relative research in the show notes if you'd like to take a peek for yourself. So to get started, I'm going to go ahead and slap you with some facts. (laughs) I feel that talking about facts and stats is kind of like putting my money where my mouth is and explaining the importance of sustainability and how it relates to financial performance. So the first thing I'm going to mention is a research by Deutsche Bank, which evaluated 56 academic studies. And within those studies, they found that 89% of the studies they reviewed showed that companies with high ESG ratings outperformed the market in the medium between three to five years and long term, five to 10 years. So it's clear that sustainability is directly linked to financial performance in the long term. A more interesting research um, by three economists, two from Harvard and one from London Business School, suggested that sustainability initiatives can actually help improve financial performance. The research examined two matched groups of 90 companies. The companies operated in the same sectors, were of the similar size, and also had similar capital structure, operational performance, and growth opportunities. The only significant difference is one group had created a governance structure related to sustainability and made substantive long-term investments, and the other group had not. Between 2011 and 2014, socially responsible investments had grown by 22%, and accounted for more than 11% of all assets under management in the United States. That's $3.7 trillion. Globally, more than $13 trillion is invested in assets under management that incorporate ESG metrics. So not only is it good for business, but investors are starting to see the importance of it and capitalize on it. That statistic was between 2011 and 2014. That's nearly 10 years ago. Just imagine how much that's grown. The value at stakes from sustainability issues can be as high as 25 to 70 percent if earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization is considered. So not only is sustainability good for business, but not implementing sustainability or sustainable business practices into your business can actually have a negative effect in the future of your business. So this directly links to the water scarcity issues, the biodiversity issues, and the chemical pollution issues that are currently rampant in the fashion industry. And I know that a lot of the times fashion brands and corporations or or, um, not even fashion brands, but businesses in general are so far off from what's happening in Uh, third world countries and from where our products are actually coming from that we don't think it's really important. But then you have to remember, if left unchecked, we could be out of business within weeks. If we don't have water to run our dye houses or our mills, then we completely can lose business. We can't launch our collections if we don't have the clothes that we um, paid for. And that's not necessarily our supplier's problem. It's also ours. It's important to keep in mind that if we do not implement ESG metrics and sustainable development goals um, across our supply chain, our businesses can also fail long term. So we're not just talking about business performance in sustainability and how sustainability can enhance those. We're talking about how by not implementing sustainable business strategies into your business model, then you, your business is actually has a higher rate of failing in the future. Because if we don't figure out a way to properly manage our resources, then there will be no resources for us to continue operating our businesses. 
So I'm sure that you guys have heard about what the Sustainable Development Goals are. They're a list of 17 global goals set out by the UN um, to basically tackle all things sustainability from a labor perspective, an environmental perspective, governance perspective, etc. If you haven't heard about what they are, um, I definitely recommend checking them out. I will link them in the uh, show notes as well. But basically, these goals are essential to keep our businesses and our societies safe. But what we don't really talk about, about implementing the sustainable development goals, is the financial estimates that um, comes from reaching these goals. So it's actually estimated that reaching these goals opens up for a profit of $12 trillion in opportunity by 2030. Even Walmart, who I and many others don't consider pioneers for change or as an organization that even cares about the environment, they've implemented sustainability metrics in their supply chain. Why? Well, because it increased efficiency, therefore saving them money and helping them become more powerful. If corporations whose goals are clearly solely to make profits are implementing sustainability metrics, then you have to realize that it's good for business. For the fashion industry, sustainability is more than just a nice thing to do. It also helps mitigate operational risk and ensure future success of the industry. We need garment workers. Who else are going to make our clothes? We need mills and farms. How else are our materials going to be produced? By investing in sustainable ways to operate in these and many other sectors, we are ensuring the long-term success of our industry and our business. So if all the stats indicate why we should do this and that it's better for business, why aren't we doing it? The answer is actually quite simple, and it's human habit. (laughs) Fear of change disrupting current business models, and also the cost of initial investment. A lot of the times, corporations or the C-suite or executives are cautious to implement sustainability metrics into their business models because, like I mentioned, sustainability metrics and sustainability goals are very different than marketing goals and sales goals. The way that they're measured are different. And you need people who understand how to measure those things and how to implement actionable goals. And that's the real problem is normally businesses who are already being successful and they already have like their sales strategy, it's hard for them to see the potential of sustainability when um, when you consider the initial cost of investment and when you don't understand how it works. The truth is sustainable business models do work. They've been tried and proven by industry leaders in various different sectors. But what it costs and what most people aren't willing to invest in is strategic innovative thinking. It requires hiring people that disrupt the old way of doing things and provide insights to improve your business. And as business owners, we tend to really not like this. Some of the thoughts that we think about when we see someone wanting to improve our business model in a way that we don't understand is how is someone new who doesn't know anything about me or my business going to tell me I need to change everything I spent X amount of years to build? Rejected. That's the kind of old school mentality that drives once upon a time industry leaders out of business. Like I mentioned, we need sustainability to maintain business performance on a long, longer term scale. Right now, we're probably operating fine. But when you look at the data, if we don't do something now, we won't have a business to operate in the future. So my recommendation <laughs> 
So if you want to be a blast of the past, keep doing what you're doing and don't invest in sustainable business. But if you want to make your take your business to the next level where your profits mirror your values, then I'll be sharing four key organizational practices that can help you get there. So this is segueing into what can you do? Well, for from a brand level, use this information I'm providing in today's episode for good. And if you need help, we're here to help you get there. So four organizational practices that you can implement into your business. These practices I've taken from the Profits with Purpose uh, report from McKinsey. They're listed on there. Um, and I've just taken the key things that I found really interesting and really important for making sure that you develop a really strong sustainable business model. So the number one thing is you need to identify the issues that are you're currently facing and set priorities. So to develop a clear set of priorities, it's really important to start by analyzing what matters most along the entire supply chain through internal analysis and consultations with stakeholders, including customers, regulators, and non-governmental organization. This process should enable you to identify the sustainability issues with the greatest long-term potential and thus to create a systematic agenda, not a vague list of ideal desirables. What I mean is, let's say water scarcity in the fashion industry is a real problem right now. That would be, for example, a issue that has the greatest long-term potential to address. So maybe you want to invest in R&D research that are finding out ways that you can recycle polluted water and clear it out and use it or distribute it in a clean and safe way. Maybe that's what you want to do. Or maybe you find that a labor standpoint stands out to you more and you want to invest in suppliers that only operate ethically or um, invest in helping suppliers that do not operate ethically become ethical. You know, there's different ways that you can go around it. So the thing that's really important to think about is there are a lot of problems in the world and no one company can address all of them. We need a collective change. We need collective shifts of business practices. So for the first initiative that you want to do, make an analysis of all of the things that you want to do and all of the things that speak out to you in your business, but then break it down to three to five specific goals that you can actually address. So that goes into my second point, set goals. So these goals that you set should be specific ambitious and measurable against an established baseline, such as GHG emissions. They should also have a long-term orientation and be integrated into a business strategy. And the intent should be unmistakable. For example, don't set goals like this. Reduce the impact of our packaging on the environment. That sounds very vague. The types of goals you want to set are something like this. Switch up to 45% of all packaging to plastic-free by 2023, compared to current status at 12%. So that gives you a specific measurable goal on how to reduce the impact of your packaging on the environment, but it's doing it in a very specific way with specific metrics and a specific deadline. Number three is make the money case for sustainability. Almost half, 48% of survey participants in the um, Profits with Purpose report say that the pressure of short-term earnings performance is at odds with sustainability initiatives, meaning a lot of shareholders are more worried about short-term performance than long-term growth. I find that very difficult to understand. Yes, we want short-term performance. Yes, we want money right away. But don't you want to still have a job in five to 10 years? 
That's what I don't understand. Anyways, so a constructive response to this problem is to make the case for sustainability and to clarify that sustainability can actually pay for itself and more. Like I mentioned, businesses who have implemented ESG metrics into their business models have outperformed their competition by 89%. There is a strong business case for sustainability and it can pay for itself and more. So showing the financial benefits of sustainability needs to be done rigorously within your business and reinforced with fully costed financial data and delivered in the language of business. So the fourth principle I want to mention is to create accountability. The top reasons that respondents for that survey gave for their company's failure to capture the full value of sustainability is the lack of incentives to do so, whether positive or negative. According to the UN Global Compact, only one in 12 companies links executive remuneration to sustainable performance. One in seven rewards suppliers for good sustainability performance. And among the executives they surveyed, 38% named lack of incentive and 37% named short-term earnings pressure for poor results. About a third said that the lack of key performance indicators and not enough people being held accountable were real problems. So to break that down a bit, basically what they're mentioning here in this report is there is not enough accountability in the industry to make sure that we are following through with our goals and following through with our sustainability metrics. There is a lot of investments going through right now for sustainability, but the problem is we need to see accountability. We need to see corporations and businesses keep themselves accountable on every single level of the value chain and the supply chain. So those are the four principles that are linked with performance management in particular, and that can be integrated into um, organizational practices. So that's what you can do as a, as a brand. You can implement these goals and these steps into your business model. For consumers, you need to use this information <laughs> that I just mentioned. I know it's a very brand heavy um, episode. And if you are a consumer and you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, use this information to pressure the brands that you love to act on the values and the future success of sustainability. You have the power now to say to brands, hey, it's not just the right thing to do. You can also increase your business performance if you switch to sustainability practices. Why are you not doing that? You know, I feel like we as environmentalists, we're very um, intact with the social and environmental effects of the climate crisis and the injustices from not taking sustainability seriously. And we get really enveloped in that. We would get really passionate about like, why aren't you caring about these people who are dying? Or why aren't you caring about the planet that is being destroyed? And a lot of brands especially massive fast fashion brands like H&M, Zara, and other companies, they don't really care about those things. You know, it comes one year and out the other. All of the tags on Instagram or the call outs that we try to get these massive brands to listen, it's not resonating. So it's important as a consumer to pressure the brands that you love and to pressure the brands that you care about to act on their values and to act on the potential of growth and sustainability. The truth is, after mentioning all these things and going through the episode, 
it's not easy. I'm not saying that going into sustainability and implementing sustainability into your business the right way is easy. You know, the reason why it's this is really hard to implement is it's the the smallest thing of fear of something new um the cost of initial investment not being able to see the future potential growth even after seeing a slight dip in business profits um in the short term and the thing here is to think about is you're not going to go out of business by trying to implement sustainability practices if you need to invest in sustainability across the supply chain, that doesn't mean that you stop all sales all of a sudden so that you can invest in these things. No, you still have a revenue stream coming through. You're just figuring out a way to do it better. So that concludes my episode for today, um, the link between sustainability and business performance. I really hope it was valuable to you. And if you are a brand and you have come to the conclusion that you are ready to change your business practices or you're just getting started and you want to get started on the right foot, then definitely reach out to me or take a look at my website to get a bit more information on what we do. And um, you can send me an email at chris at just to have a call and discuss your business and see how we can work together. With that, I hope you guys have a great weekend and I will see you in the next one. 